let us perform a very brief thought experiment in two simple questions. What is the Republican policy on immigration? Now, what is the Democratic policy on immigration? If you had trouble answering the second question, you are not at all alone. Millions of Americans have been asking that very question for decades. But in what is now an absolutely stunning reversal, the Biden administration has announced that they waived 26 federal laws in South Texas to allow for border wall construction. This marks Biden's first use of a sweeping executive power, which of course was employed all too often during the Trump presidency. The administration has said they're building a barrier, but let's not kid ourselves. It is a wall, and it directly contradicts what Joe Biden said in 2021, which is that, quote, building a massive wall that spans the entire southern border is not a serious policy solution. And now he's looking to add on to 20 plus miles onto the 450 miles of border wall that Trump had built during his administration. The Biden administration is also claiming that their hands are tied, that this is something they must do. They have to use funds from a congressional appropriation in 2019 for this border wall. And yet, what do the last two years of inaction vis-a-vis -a, -vis a border wall tell us about what his administration can and can't do? There is no question that we are in the midst of an immigration crisis. This is happening, by the way, throughout the world, and Americans in certain cities are increasingly coming to know what people all over the world, in places such as Greece, have felt and complained about vociferously for all too long. Now, what has the Democratic response been to all of this talk about building a wall? Well, the chief concern of the Democrats right now is that the building of this wall will be harmful to the environment. That's right, this wall will be harmful to the environment. I wonder sometimes whether they are also talking about how illegal immigration affects the environments of our cities, how it affects the quality of life for millions of American citizens. Take New York City, for example. New York City has brought in 110,000 migrants in a little over one year. And there are currently 50,000 migrants housed in homeless facilities throughout the city, and that number is expected to double by 2025. The $12 billion which are going to be spent over the next three years to uh, house and, and feed these migrants is two-thirds of what New York City budgets for the police department. Now, this is alarming. This is happening in other cities as well. As I said, we are in the midst of a migrant crisis whom many people had been predicting for a long, long time. But the Democrats are brilliant when it comes to allowing their heart to completely overrule their mind. And we can see sometimes the disastrous consequences of that. We should ask ourselves, while we're talking about heart and mind, whether the United States is an anti-immigrant country. 
the Census Bureau reported in 2021 that the total immigrant population that's legal and illegal in the United States rose to 46.2 million. Now, as a share of the U.S. population, that's 14.2%, and the highest percentage of immigrants in this country in 111 years. The immigrant share of the population, we should also point out, has tripled since 1970, and it has come close to doubling since 1990. What this tells us is that virtually every American, every American, every U.S. citizen has an immigrant or many immigrants in their lives. Many of them are loved ones. Many of them are close friends. Many of them are those who perform work for us and whom we have built relationships with. So, but let's get to the right wing because I think the right wing is frequently itself demonized as being anti-immigrant. There's no question that on the far right you have people who are xenophobic and racist. That is that is just as apparent as day, and it should be to all of us. But what about the rest of the right wing? Well, many on the right, especially business owners, welcome immigrants. They have been vocally pro-immigrant because immigrants are willing to take on jobs at their businesses that other people have routinely turned down. But what does the research say to us? Well, according to a Pew Research poll, 58% of people who identify as conservative and that's across the conservative spectrum, across the right wing part of the spectrum, 58% are in favor of taking in refugees. 54% say that we should allow those who came here illegally as children to stay here. And 51% say that we should make it easier to sponsor family members to immigrate to the United States. What about the left wing in this country? The left, led by so-called immigration advocates, I think all too often attacks sensible policy as cruel, inhumane, and illegal. And it seems in our discourse way too easy to brand someone who has skepticism around immigration as racist, as xenophobic, as utterly anti-immigrant. It's similar to having a conversation with someone about Israel in which you say you, you don't support Zionism and you get branded an anti-Semite. It's similar to someone saying they take issue with the ideas put forth by someone like Ibram X. Kendi or other woke people, and that person gets branded racist. So it makes having a really productive, fruitful, constructive dialogue about these things excruciatingly difficult. But can we now all agree that so-called immigration advocates have blindly, brazenly supported all immigration, no matter the cost to others? Can we begin to agree with that? Can we begin to agree with at least part of it? And it's not just advocates. In the same Pew Research poll, 80% of people who identify as on the left approve of establishing a way for immigrants who have been here illegally to stay legally. Now that's compared to 30% of those on the right. Again, that's 80% 
who believe in establishing a way for immigrants here illegally to stay legally. Well, that is exactly what is happening. And if you look back over the last year or so, the Biden administration ordered the Department of Homeland Security to extend legal protection that will allow 472,000 migrants from Venezuela to live and work legally in the United States for at least the next 18 months. And right now we are admittedly dealing with four failed nation states. Just this is an all fairness to Biden. We're talking about Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. And that is, is, is in large part responsible for the waves of people we are seeing at our borders. But the message has been sent by the Biden administration. The message has not been sent that if you come to our border, you will have a hard time getting into our country. Precisely the opposite has been sent. And that has no doubt been also impactful on the scores of people we see coming here and infiltrating our cities. Now, the asylum system here in the U.S. is so backlogged that it takes four to six years for asylum seekers to have have their cases adjudicated, and they are allowed to work during this time. So imagine the message that is going back to people in these countries looking to flee them for a variety of reasons. And we should point out that many, many migrants, millions of migrants, are calling themselves asylum seekers. But what we need here is more stringent guidelines. We need a way to determine more carefully, more thoroughly, more accurately what is in fact bringing people here to our borders. The people seeking asylum are a special case. The people who are simply migrants are a different case, and they need to be treated differently. And that requires thoughtful and rigorous policy. What I believe is that the Biden administration understands that the immigration issue is a massive one. It is now to the point where even liberal mayors and governors are telling him something serious is happening and something serious needs to be done. And that tells me that their respective constituencies are increasingly outraged. And that is no way for Biden to gain a path to re-election. So this is clearly for the Democrats an election year issue. And I would say that it has needed to be and needs to be a foundational issue in our politics. This is something both parties really need to take seriously. One party has, and one party frankly has not, for all too long. And how ironic would it be if Joe Biden were re-elected to the presidency by adopting a policy which includes building a border wall, which was the very thing that Donald Trump was so excoriated for by Biden and his party. I'm Dimitri Gatsiunas.